0: very very quiet today we're talking about a quiet place part two this is scott's off indulgent movie podcast Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about A Quiet Place Part 2. So it's the delayed <laughs> sequel in release to uh, a Quiet, 2018's A Quiet Place, which I thought was really great. And I thought this movie was pretty good, and it, for reasons that are very understandable, isn't going to match the first, but I still think it's a solid one to go, and might still have more stories to tell. So without further ado, let's get started. In 2018, John Krasinski surprised folks with an excellent horror thriller called A Quiet Place, with Krasinski and his wife Emily Blunt in lead roles. The movie earned rave reviews for its direction, acting, and tension, and made audiences excited to see what Krasinski would do next. As it turns out, a direct sequel to A Quiet Place. In the immediate aftermath of the first film, Evelyn and her children now leave their destroyed home to find a new safe haven, this time with a baby in tow. But while Evelyn is eager to find a new homestead and fellow survivors, her daughter Regan wants to use her newfound weapon to connect and help more of humanity. It's not a surprise that Part 2 isn't as good as the original film. By now we know what the concept is, and most importantly, John Krasinski's father is no longer with us. And why is that so important? Because a lot of the tension in the original film is centered around his relationship with his daughter and his wife, and how helping the family survive may have closed him off more than he wanted to. It's what makes his sacrifice in the first film hit so hard, and it's nigh impossible to replicate. So how do we keep this story going? Two ways. First, expand the world, and the second is to add a new character. In terms of world expansion, the film goes in two directions. On the one hand, we get an introduction to how the monsters came to the Abbott's small town, partially to start things off at the bang, and partially to establish Killian Murphy's character, Emmett. On the other, we get a broader view of life after the invasion, where there are pockets of survivors and the disparate ways they handle the new normal. What's nice is that they all feel natural and give the audience a new piece of information about the monsters or the world. The second big addition is Killian Murphy's character, Emmett. Unlike the Abbots, Emmett doesn't have anyone else, so he's more cynical and broken than they are. However, reconnecting with old friends rekindles his desire to live and be proactive, especially with Regan, who wants to honor and use the gift her dad unintentionally gave her for everyone. And I'll admit, part of the reason I really like this character is that nine times out of 10, if you meet this guy in a zombie movie, he's a bad guy. With these new additions in mind, the film is free to create a series of tense standoffs between our heroes and new threats, be they human, monster, or both. I was a bit worried considering how intimate the first film's scenes were, but Krasinski doesn't let the bigger budget affect the pacing and setup for these scenes. There are still scenes where a single sound can lead to chaos and a lot of visual storytelling that relies on the actors or the setup to bring in the tension, and it all still works. Again, it can't surprise and shock as much as the first film, but this feels like a natural progression in both story and style. The verdict is it's a solid sequel. Picking up where the last film left off, Part 2 trades the blunt emotional impact of the first film for a more expansive world. 7 out of 10.